This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Sometimes uh, this word comes up when you're trying to get an answer from a friend and they don't share it and they ask him. <laughs> Yes. Right. Like, I used to be one of those. You know. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking for like, was it COD, man? Yes. yes. <laughs> and and your friend just wouldn't put it through. So yes, you yes. just never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of those moments as children where our true colors come out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Do you toe the line or do you kind of like improvise? You know. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the people you know you thought would be a bit different turns out to be very schema. You'd be like, what the hell is this? Precisely. You know? like, Uh, you Come would on, think man. that it would all conspire together, you know, yes. looking sideways yes. and doing all this, but no, some people were schema. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly. Hi, I'm Ahmad Fuad Rahmat. Welcome to Night School, the show that explores theory, society and concepts. Today, we're going to have another installment of what we're calling the trying game. Trying game because what we do is to try to find English equivalent to Malay words, right? So in the previous episode, uh, which I did with Hanif, we went through some words like marajok, some words like gadi, gedebak gedebu, you know, just sort of everyday Malay lexicon and try to find English equivalents. And one of the interesting things about that experiment was how difficult it turned out to be. So to do that with us for this episode are Rahma Pauzi. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hi. Thank you. So you are part of the video team at BFM, yes, among am. other things. Yes, I am. Video producer right here. Okay, yes. cool. We also have with us the uh, Muddy Confluence man himself, Ali Johan. Hello, Fuad and Rahma. Hello. <laughs> Drummer of Killer Calculator Ooh. as well. Did I pronounce that right? That's right. Okay. But probably know very little about these Malay words that we're going to do right. today. So I think, well, that's the interesting experiment, right? In that a lot of these uses are not really thought out. They Correct. just kind of happen in our everyday rhythm of things. Right. And it's interesting when we try to think them out and kind of see the gaps. And that's when, to me at least, I appreciate the language more because it tries to aim for things that maybe English doesn't quite get, right? For example, mm-hmm. uh, let's start with this word, mengungkit. Whoa. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Rama? Mengungkit, eh? Mengungkit. Uh, What's the closest oh, shoot. equivalent really, in English? That's quite hard. That's yeah. so Malay, though. Yeah, yeah. Very Malay. Like, once you give, you never ask yeah, for it again. Yeah. The past is past, right? The past is past. Um, let me try. Okay. It's normally used to sort of pull out something from the grave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or even an unfulfilled promise. Exactly. Right? So it's never used in a positive way yeah, almost. Yeah. Exactly. It's very... It's almost like buruk siku. Yes, which means... Bit, which means buruk siku is like once you give something, you mengungkit and then you keep talking about yes, what you've given yes. the other person. Um, so basically a deed that is done should be for the sake of doing the deed. Exactly. You can't be like two years later claiming to have done it to remind that person that now that person owes you a favor, right? That's mengungkit. That's seen as a bad thing. 
right? Bring it up. Yeah, bringing it up, like rehashing old rehashing. favors or something like that, right? But it's very hard to find English equivalent, right? Because this is a very localized expression, right? Now, there are two ways to think about it. Has this word been necessary because this has been a common kind of practice or a common demand yeah, among Malays? So. Or is that why we need that word? Or? I, I, I would think that maybe because the Malay community it was very community-based, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of, um, especially when back in the days where there was like still barter system yes, yes. Um, in agrarian tradition, mm-hmm. then when you you have to live communally and you have to always like provide things for another family and then you know and then the other family would give something to you so you cannot survive by being individualistic you cannot survive yep. by like trying to do things on your own so the moment you unkit the moment you try to like rehash things from the past then you kind of spoil that dynamic like yep. it doesn't work anymore because you're like no 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 because Listen, if you want to unkit this thing, then I can unkit the other thing, and then the other person can unkit the other thing. Yes, so and it's a never ending. Yeah, it's never claim, ending. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. so tiring. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I wonder if how much of that is still today because it's not uncommon, at least in my neighborhood or my parents' kampong or whatever, that when you do, you just buy food, you think of your neighbor or something, and then mm-hmm. you kind of. You share it. You know, there's a sort of a spirit of sharing that I know. I know what you mean. Like back then, maybe it was more frequent, but today it still resonates, right? People still do that, right? And I think you're right. When you mengunkit, you go against that spirit of sharing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be like sincere, right? Yeah. 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 And, and sincerity is really integral, or on the surface, yes. on, in Malay community, <laughs> is very integral. Like the moment you're not sincere in doing something, then oh, you know. Why are you not sincere? Like yeah. as a yeah, so it completely undo everything. Yeah. Um, that surrounds it. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, but I like the emphasis on at least on the surface, right? Because <laughs> that's what we might we have to look like, right? Yeah, we have to look exactly. sincere. We have to look. But unkit also happens in family dynamics, right? Like yes. don't unkit what your parents did, or the parents shouldn't unkit what he or she's done for the child, right? Because the same spirit of sharing should apply across generations too. Right. So on one hand, you're right, there's the concrete sharing of things among neighbors or in the community, but also among friends or among uh, relatives or parents. Right. That's very frowned upon that when you do something, you say, oh, I did that. I did this favor to you two years ago. Now I should expect it back. And then the response would be like, oh, my God, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you're right. The emphasis is on sincerity, doing things for their own sake rather than for getting something else in return, right? And I mean, that's almost like a a bad thing to do when you unkit. What's a positive way to look back or hark back to a good time? It's not really quite mengunkit, right? It's almost Hmm, like... That's true. That one mengenang in Jakut. See, there's that difference there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or I think unkit also arises when you're expecting something from that old deed that you did Today, so you're expecting something back, which is why you unkit. But mengenang, you're not expecting something back. Right. You're just yeah. talking about it. Mm-hmm. So unkit comes with that material return yes. um, out yes. of it, or Ouch. physical or emotional. So because I raise you this way, then why don't you care for me? That's a cost-benefit element to it. That, yes, that makes it exactly. very crude, right? Yeah. yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Google <laughs> says on Google Translate, the word that comes closest is lever. Hmm. Like leverage. I think that ah. comes close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Comes close enough. Yeah. Okay. yeah as so. a general <laughs> word. So there you have it, folks. Mengungkit. And it's many feelings, right? That it evokes. Um, 
the next word is poyo. I love this word so much. And we actually spent a long time talking <laughs> about what it means or trying to explain what yeah. it means. Or to, who's poyo, right? There's always a person sometimes. Yeah, it's always yeah. a person. <laughs> and it's great because I think I came to realize this term when I was growing up, probably um, in the mid-90s. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I remember that too. Right. And before that, just before people started using poyo and everyone they didn't fancy, this person would have been called a poser. Mm, okay, so okay. I thought it was right. an equivalent like kalau mama tu poyo he's a poser lah I mean, he or she may not know exactly what something's supposed to be or supposed right, to mean right. or supposed to represent right. so but they just okay it's probably like fronting yeah pretentious right it's a lame kind of pretending right yeah or something like that but yeah. it sounds so good to say it <laughs> in Malay it sounds nicer than poser like the, right? the feeling you get it reaches deeper than just correct the word poser. and it, yeah. it covers all fronts like you can be you can be of any class any background and once you're poyo you can be poyo like poser is, has like the connotation of like you're trying to be something of a different class or like yeah, you, yeah, yeah trying but, to be cool right poser yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but poyo doesn't necessarily only yeah. work in that realm like it works yeah, yeah. in yeah. multiple realms I yeah. think Poyo emphasizes that whatever this thing is trying to do isn't working. Wow, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas That's poser really... doesn't quite go there. Poser doesn't have that extra added venom. I that suppose poyo does. you're yeah. right. Yeah. Poyo... poyo hits the spot. Poyo hits the spot because <laughs> you struggle with trying to describe something or someone, but they just don't feature anywhere on your radar. Yes. <laughs> yes. Almost. Yes. Right? And and then you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a filler, right? When all other words run out, you just go, okay, poyo. <laughs> but it's interesting. Uh, for me, I only learned it in high school I, because I am, I'm sure it may have existed way before. I think it's yes, a 90s yeah. thing, to really? be honest. I would say that. Thing, yeah. And I have a fun fact. So I think I started using this word when I was in primary school. And then someone told me that it was my Basmayu teacher told me that, do you know that actually poyo means something in Kamus Dewan? I think it was, it meant um, chomel or pretty or something like that. So it got uh, used to, to informalize, become something else. Yeah, yeah. informalize some, to become something else. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the same thing with like so many other words that sound funny and you know like, pe- so this kid's like one day just start like flipping through this like Kamus Dewan and they're like, oh my god, that word's so funny. I'm yeah. going to just like keep using it. <laughs> yeah, because the word sounds like what it should mean. When you say it, it sounds like what it should mean, right? So it's lame and it has the phonetic connotation of being lame. Yeah, but every time I think of how words fall into this category of, you know, sounding like what it should mean, I think about the very first time it's being used. It must have been awkward to use it in that context. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. suddenly for it to grow into being under the category of what it should mean, even though it doesn't really necessarily mean what it should have been. So the pioneer was a genius. Whoever thought about (laughs) this, that kid who decided to use this for everyday vocabulary. (laughs) And then, henceforth... History was made, right? It was probably just like, I was just like fighting, you know, just like talking to your friend and then one day you're like, I I just don't know what to call you. You're a poyo. And this might be our contribution to world civilization because Google Translate translates Poyo to Poyo as well. So, in English, so I think they've taken this word as their own now. So, right. 
So people in Spain can use it too. <laughs> <laughs> to well, pollo means chicken in Spanish. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. true. Yeah, yeah. Pollo means chicken. Yeah. Okay. Although in different spelling. Different spelling, correct. Yes. Yeah. But anywhere in the world, people can say like something, who's somebody who's fronting, they go like, ah, man, he's pollo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malay's cutting edge contribution. Next one. I don't know if we have four minutes to do this, but let's give it a try. Prasan. It's kind of like Puyo a little bit. A little bit. Is it vanity? I was thinking, but it's not yeah. quite vanity, it's is it? It's not quite vanity. Yeah, it touches on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, confident? Confident? No? Prasan tends to have negative. But, but, but there's also that combination when you say Prasan confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? Confident wow. is keyakinan, okay. right? And it's very neutral sounding. Prasan yeah. typically is supposed to be a bit lame too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a poyo to a certain degree, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. But not as full on poyo. You know. It's just prasan. It's moderately poyo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. that's not yeah, that's not really uh, <laughs> finding the English meaning yeah. to this word, right? <laughs> yeah. One can be moderately poyo. <laughs> What what is it? Prasan is self-conscious, unnecessarily yes. self-conscious. You overestimate your appeal in a way. Overestimation right? is probably yeah. uh, the context here. When you prasan, yes. you actually overpromise, overestimate. Uh, yeah, things beyond you, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I just also realized something. Um, when you think you're good at something, and then you know that you're not. When when people think that you're good at something, you're trying to front it. And then you do it, you say, Poyo Poyo. Yeah. So, Poyo. <laughs> you know, like, can you do this? Oh, Poyo Poyo Jenny. I've like, never heard that actually. So, this yeah, is new for I've me. I've heard it before, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Poyo Poyo so, so, the moment you call yourself Poyo Poyo, it's almost like you prasan and then you have to like deliver your prasanness uh -huh. and you know you cannot. So, yeah. you just Poyo it out. Like, you Poyo Poyo. Right. Okay. Right. So, let's say if I can't sing and it's karaoke time. And it's a difficult song, like a Ziena Zain song. I'll just say, exactly. I poyo poyo it. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Poyo poyo I know what to say yeah. next yeah. time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you prasan ke? You pandai nyanyi in the first place? In the first place, maybe prasan pandai nyanyi. The moment you hold the mic, you realize that you don't know. So you fake it. <laughs> right. So poyo poyo is like... The moment you bail out. Yeah, I'm just going to... I love the technical it, like, breakdown that you're of these faking terms. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now one word comes to mind for prasan, deluded. Deluded is pretty, yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit heavier than prasan though. Because typically prasan ni macam, you have good reasons almost to think it. Right? Yes, or, or, right? I don't know. you I want don't know. to believe because you may have heard from other people some affirmation that you are okay at this. Yes. Right? Yes. But you prasan that you're better <laughs> than you should be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That you are, right? Yeah. But there's, there's no room for like, is there room for somebody to... <laughs> Not be prasan anymore? Well, today in the internet age, it's very hard, right? Because mm. everything is about projecting images. Right. So in a way, we are compelled to become more prasan than, uh -huh. than before, maybe. Right. Know? Prasan leader. Yeah. Prasan cool. Yeah. 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 And we have, we have our own skill to work around and right. maybe... We're not gonna try to pretend to be cool for the entire country, but mm. maybe for a certain, yes, for certain demographic. Mm. I think I found it. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> when you're poyo, you realize it yourself. But when you're prasan, it's something you don't really realize and somebody else 
looks at you and go like, okay, Mama okay. ni perasan lah. I see that. I see But when you're poyo, you sometimes know like, yeah, aku tak lah terror sangat. Yeah, like, yeah. aku poyo je. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a Could good that one. Be? Yeah. Could that be? Yeah. In a way, because, but I can think of a few poyo people who are totally so into what they and are. And unaware, that, right? Yeah, totally that, unaware that, too. That, yeah. that they're poyo. <laughs> oh my God. So maybe, so maybe perasan can only be... You're saying that prasan can only be said by someone other than yourself? Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, I think so. So too, I yeah. think poyo can work both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that what makes it a bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More dynamic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it, folks. Options to describe lameness from prasan <laughs> to poyo. We hope we're enriching your vocabulary through the show. Oh, by the way, Google Translate translates prasan as noticed. Oh, okay. Yeah, because because prasan. Yeah, but, yeah, if you know this. Okay, yeah. it's very basic anyway. But come on, Google. The whole internet is prasan. You got to get this right, you know? <laughs> so maybe that's something you want to update. But let's take a break. We are the trying game this week on Night School where we try to explain uh, uniquely Malay expressions. And joining us to do that are Rahma Pauzi and Ali Johan. And we'll be right back after this. I'm Ahmad Fat Rahma and this is Night School on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Night School on a special segment called The Trying Game where we try to find equivalent words in English for what we take to be very distinctly Malay expressions. And our guests this week are Rahma Pauzi and Ali Johan, familiar names at BFM. And the first part of the show, we talked about Poyo, Prasan, and we also talked about uh, Mengungkit. We are going to continue the list with this word, Skema. Nerd? Not quite, not quite. Because schema could also proper, proper yeah. A square. Square. Square, yeah. square. square, square. Overly square. proper, actually. Right. It's, I think most Malays generally are not the rebellious types. We're very proper. Schema yeah. takes it up a notch. Yes. It feels like that. <laughs> yes. Schema, <laughs> I feel like schema is something that comes out also when you have a moral check. Suddenly you become schema. Or But you mean like a conscience? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. That's what it is. It you may not be a schema person through and through, <laughs> to the bone, but there will be schema moments. Schema moments. Right? Like when uh, you beat the traffic light and you're not a schema, <laughs> but you would speak nicely to a policeman yes, when yes, you get caught in a roadblock. I see that. <laughs> Suddenly you're a schema. So, scheming? Scheming is devising, right? Is uh, schema is just proper? I think overly proper, yeah, overly unnecessarily proper. proper. Or I would mm. also like to add to that. It could also mean that that's the only way that you know how to do things. Yeah, which is why, like, I yes. brought up nerd and like yes. when you mentioned square, and I thought that was really, um, that's really appropriate for that kind of definition. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, because what to do when you only know how to do certain things a certain way yes. then people would say that you don't have to only be following the book but then mm. you only know how to follow a book you know right so you go back to basics yes yeah, yeah. But, but but largely because i think the example you gave is that you don't know any other way to do it yeah yeah you're so you're square basically yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i remember this word originating around sort of like how exam oriented our childhood yes. is yes. yes that when you know we want to you know outcast somebody or we want to like make fun of them for being too square we'll call them schema because schema is an exam term right and yeah. right. it seems like your childhood is just always 
marked by these exams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. always excruciating, right? Yeah. And that's where we drew inspiration, uh, right, to get to this stone. And, and I remember this one time, I think it was around UPSR. Every time we, you know, let's say we arrive to like a different conclusion, like between me and my friend, we'll be always, we'll always be like, okay, 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 tengok skema jawapan apa. You know, like we'll be like, okay. go Schema back, jawapan, like, yes. just go back to like the the end of the book and uh, and you see, look at the skema jawapan and see what it says. Okay, if it says B, then I win. You know, like you don't even like allow any other interpretation yeah. for that question. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I think in a similar exam situation as well, if, Sometimes uh, this word comes up when you're trying to get an answer from a friend and they don't share it and they ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Like, I used to be one of those you know, sort of guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking for like, was it C or D, man? Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and your friend just wouldn't put it through. So yes, you yes. just never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of those moments as children where our true colours come out, right? <laughs> Are you? Do you toe the line or do you kind of like improvise, you know? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the people, you know, you thought would be a bit different turns out to be very schema. You'd be like, what the hell is this? Precisely. You, know? like, uh, you come would on, think man. that it would all conspire together, you know, yes. looking sideways yes. and doing all this. But no, some people were schema, <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. So can schema-ness be less and less as you grow older because you know how to fake it a little bit? I think you can have more of it too as you grow older. I that feel like I'm. I'm yeah. I feel like with age, I'm appreciating a lot of schema more. That's true, right? I feel like when so, you're done being cool, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So it's yes, it's almost yes. like a a good landing place after being poyo yeah. for a lot of years. <laughs> you, you yeah you you graduate from poyo to schema. Yeah, you yeah. land on that the is schema. True. It's a PhD of <laughs> almost yeah. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think you're right. We all should have that time in life where we experiment and we don't know what we're doing and we turn out to be poyo, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody hopefully will to go and say, that's poyo. And then you figure it out a bit, you improvise. But, you know, life takes a toll. And then at some point you want to know how to keep things more predictable. You become schema. So yeah. That's sort of how the narrative goes, I think. And that's when you realize that, oh, no wonder my mom or my dad told me to do things this way. <laughs> There's a reason why things have always been set to be this yes. way. Which is why I always have to follow the schema jawab button. That's right. Of life. Yes. That's right. Yes. But you know that the everything. schema jawab button of life is always never the same, right? That so <laughs> yeah. there's always a tendency to venture yeah. into poyoness yeah. or poyorism. It's like the exam board will renew the curriculum yeah. like, and the types of yeah. questions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're really looking a lot at ourselves here, guys. <laughs> I know, right? We're getting confessional. Life is a big exam, unfortunately. <laughs> But I guess schema is just scheme in Google Translate, not surprising there. We've really improvised and remixed that word <laughs> to the different dimensions that we've talked about just now. Next word is rangi. Oh, I like this. Ooh, uh, I don't think I ever figured out what this means. Rangi so. is quite old, I would say. Like, I yep. think in the 90s, it was yep. like yeah, it's a 90s the thing. ending of rangi. Like, people don't really say rangi much yep. by the end of 90s. Mm-hmm. 2000, you don't really listen to anyone saying this to describe someone anymore. Yeah. So but what maybe, does that mean though? It's like cool in terms of appearance. Oh, so stylish? Not, yeah, stylish. Yeah. And yeah, I think trendy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Trendy. Trendy. Some of trendy. Yeah. I last saw that word on the billboard in a motorcycle ad. Mm. And 
It says Gaya Rangi. So like, you know, right. When was that though? Was recent or what? I think no, quite some time ago, right? So because I I don't think people get it anymore these days. Or that's right. Yeah. Now I want to fact check, and I'm hoping either of you can clarify. You know, like stickers on cars that says Type R. Mm-hmm. That's not type rangi, is it? No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> because my friend told me this was ages ago. Like I was like talking, we were like twelve or something. Type R to munda, type rangi. It's not right. Well, I'm glad I clarified that twenty years later. So. Yeah. <laughs> But it's you know, uh, Wings a very fam- famous song by Wings, right? Rangi Metropolis. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So to know that that word was also a bit older than other words that we've described. Is because I got that word introduced to me by my dad and not my friends. Mm, so that's, that's for sure. Yeah, that's kind of no. That's yeah. where you kind of like draw the line that okay, that's this word's been around yeah. for quite a while. Mm, I yeah. heard it through friends, though. That means I have probably older friends. Not you your know, dad's the, age. The, but this uh, <laughs> this makes me remind of this other word, changge. At changge, some point, it was yeah. very widely used. Oh Nobody God, uses yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it means rangi, right? So more or less. Changge, right, changge, changge you know? like other ways to describe. Coolness, I would yeah. say Changi. Changi tends to be tech oriented. I remember that because that was the yeah. IT yeah. time. Yeah, well, it was in 2020 time. Yeah, yeah. Technology uh, Changi. And something. I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like Changi is almost like lit. <laughs> in today's version of right? lit, right? Yeah, yeah. Changi lah, technology too. <laughs> so you know, that tech, that technology is lit, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I wonder what is the next up and coming word to inherit these words, right? Their central place in our culture. What is it today? What hmm. would be the equivalent of rangi today? Hmm. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I'm I mean, out of touch. So I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of touch. Rahma, too. you should know this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll step up my game in a bit. Yeah, but it's. Is it senpoi? Senpoi is more like chill. Yeah, right? chill. Senpoi's right? chill. So senpoi's is... been around for quite a while. Yeah, but rangi is stylish, though, right? I don't see a, a new word yeah. for it. Yeah, but we yeah. just don't use Interesting. it. Interesting. I wonder it. why we, because we had Changi for for the longest time, and then before that Rangi. So I'm wondering. How about hip? Hip. Hip, like. Yeah, but Malays use hip though. Use a little yeah. bit, yeah. not not as as widely used yeah. as. Well, one word that has survived the decades is best. Mm. Yeah, we mm. just use best for like anything we like. When yeah, did it start best? When I was growing up, it was already there. Like even when I was like, like a little kid, yeah, yeah. And it's still the best way to describe something you like and fine, yes. right? Yes. Mm. Movie to best, makanan yes. ni best. Very flexible, <laughs> you know. Semua benda best ah. So let's see what Google Translate says about rangi. Oh, no English word rangi as well. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's our uniqueness, folks. So next word. I wish we could look up, you know, where these things, where these terms come from. You know, yeah. Then yeah. we can sort of see the, the the cultural background to it and how what yeah. it means to. But it could yeah. just have been created out of the times. Like it, it just captures the sound of the times. You know, like poza and poyo sounds very close. I'm sure there's some kind of link there culturally. You know. That's right. Uh, I remember too in the '90s that was when mall culture began. And what you wore, the kind of music you listen to, the kind of CDs you carry with you, mattered as your identity, and that's when you could really compare poses and authentics, that's right? right. Yeah. So I don't know if a lesser developed commercial culture at a time when Malaysia, you know, before never really had a mall culture, 
if there was really a need for that term, right? Mm-hmm. In the 90s, then it became necessary, <laughs> you know, by that generation, you know, for them to express their identity, you know. So it could have just happened in, in thin air and then it acquired its own character. Uh, next word is asmara. Romance. Romance, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? What else could it be? Asmara is Sanskrit, right? I think so, yeah. Um, it also can be lovemaking. Right. Yeah, but yes. that's ber asmara. So it's you have uh, to add that prefix right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's more literary. You don't yeah. just say cinta, right? I mean, yeah. you do too, but asmara is like a step up from yeah. cinta, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that step up actually is quite significant, right? Yes, I would uh, say so, yeah. you, you, you only use asmara in that context, uh, you know, behind closed doors. You never say. Do you use it? You never say you love something, and you never you never express it with the word asmara. You know. Ah. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. It's almost exclusively private. Is it private? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like passion. Mm-hmm. Um. Heated. Yeah, yes. heated. I would yes. say because it's always this combination. Like if you notice, it's kehangatan asmara, or like yeah. yes. it's like hangat and asmara is like the heat. Mm-hmm. So it's uh-huh. not just lovemaking, and it's not just love. It's passionate lovemaking, right? It's yep. intense Pretty lovemaking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so, and I yeah. think I think that's why it's not used in everyday language because it's, it's only literature. Because some words, some Malay terms in the literature, expresses these things more gently. Yes, you know, it's not so crude. So, but we don't ever use it in everyday. Yeah, and I'm thinking of what English word would encompass those things, right? Love making, passionate, and deeply involved, right? One word yeah. for all those elements. Not many. I can't think. Romance is a bit general for those things. Um, or yeah. my argument would also be that maybe asmara is the kind of word that you would use the way you see your relationship with the other person. So if it only means romance, because I remember there's also like a song called Asmara Ini and like a bunch of other songs with like the word Asmara, but it never, it never really... Um, never sexual. Yeah, it's never really sexual. Mm. Yeah, so so I think it's also like a kind of stuff where if it's deep enough for me, if it's passionate enough for me, it doesn't involve lovemaking. Ah, it doesn't okay. involve the physical-ness um, of the relationship, then so be it. This is also the way I would call Asmara. Right, yeah. right. Um, so so I in that sense, even if you're pen pals, but you're deeply devoted, exactly. it can be asmara. Yeah, it okay. can be asmara, and which is why, like, I think it also echoes what Ali just said just now. It's something that is very much behind closed doors, so mm. it's very intimate. It's only between you and the other person, yeah. and if you can relate to it, it's like it's almost like a language that you would describe with the other person by yourself like you wouldn't mm. involve anyone else that's mm. true so it's very close to in that sense um, literally and also figuratively it's a very private translation yeah it's an intimate universe between lover and beloved exactly. right yeah, yeah that's great yeah some things only Malays can feel <laughs> aren't we lucky <laughs> folks <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even half joking. I kind of, I can. Well, th- that's where the uniqueness of the culture can be felt, right? A lot of these words that takes a little bit of trouble to think through. Alang alang. Might as well. Yeah, might as well. I think. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Now, 
why can we begin a sentence with alang-alang, but we cannot begin a sentence with might as well? Hmm. Might as well is almost an afterthought. Right? Alang-alang is the way you start the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making too much out of this? Somebody <laughs> <laughs> is like, no, I'm, I'm just like picturing two cultures, like, you know, like people are speaking English and people speaking yeah. like, like the way they see the world, yeah. like with the Malay community, like the Malay yeah, people, yeah. they'd be like, um, you know, even before you finish, you already know that it's going to finish already. Like yeah, yeah. that confidence, like yeah. why not? Like we're just going to go in with why not? Yeah. yeah. With English speaking community, maybe the feeling is a lot more contained the moment they yes. get into something. So we'll see how this go first. And then after that, might as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But with Malay, like, we just gonna like finish it regardless. Like, it's yeah. like. Yeah. Do so, it, ask questions later. Yeah, anything, exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, but that, that comes from a uh, pepatah, right? Alang-alang menyeluk perkasam. I don't know if we used alang-alang I don't even know what pekasam is. Can you tell pekasam us? Pekasam is um, fermented something. Fermented um, fish is almost like um, budu. Ah, um, and then fish. yeah, and then back then you put this in a huge. Uh, what is tempayan? I don't know what it's called in English. Basin in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, this huge basin, and then the moment you have to scoop one because it smells so bad. So you know because you're already making your 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 hands dirty and your hands get all smelly then why not just like you know leave it all up to your arm's yeah. length yeah. so just like scoop it all if you want to do something go all out right yeah yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. 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 so that's obviously how we got that and I think we shortened it and like many many other Malay terms we shorten it from something we lift it from that peribahasa and use mm. it in everyday speak mm, right? that's true because like, the way we use, use alang-alang is still very much like the way that peribahasa sounds like. Correct. Yes. It means, yes. alang-alang actually literally means the entire peribahasa, alang-alang menyeluk perkasam, biarlah sampai ke pangkalengan. Yeah. But we never say the entire thing. We go yeah. like, okay lah, alang-alang, <laughs> let's just go all out, man. Like, yeah. Let's just go for it. Um, go for broke, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that is one of those, um, probably the very few peribahasas that are still in, uh, in, yeah, in Like use, in everyday speech, right? In language. Yeah. yeah. Because we never say, um, sediakan payung sebelum hujan or any part of yes. sediakan payung to prepare someone for anything. That's true. We just go like, okay, jaga-jaga or yeah, Godspeed yeah. or whatnot, right? Yeah. But alang-alang is, is a, is a, is a pre-bahasa term that we've yeah. shorted. It's largely, um, I wonder though, and I don't want to make a definitive claim, but I wonder how much of it is tied to, you know, how Malays are, tend to be thought of as a bit more hesitant, a bit more reserved, a bit more malu-prone, right? And this peribahasa resonates a lot because it's a way to encourage somebody, right? It's like, you know, don't think too far, you know, don't think too long, just do it, you know, if you're going to do it, right? Just, yeah, I just wonder, you know, because that, that, to me, when I think about, you know, how that peribahasa is explained, it's always about, you know, jangan malu sangat, you know, just, just do it, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> Next word, it's probably the final one, is gabra. Nervous? Nervous, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uneasy. Uneasy, yeah. Uh, also, I think gemuro is the same gemuro? word. Yeah, like yeah. gemuro. Nervous, yeah, yeah, nervousness. Oh, right, right. Uh, gabra always sounds to me like the, it's borderline panic. Yes, panic. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's nervous is there. Mm, nervousness mm, is there, but mm. there's always like it's, it might tilt to panic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I 
Right. Think of that word. Yeah, that's true. Because you don't say that if you want to perform something, you don't say gabra. Yes. Yeah, yes. you just say that you're nervous, you gemuro. But the moment you're about to screw something up or the moment that you're about to <laughs> yes. miss a deadline, yes. you gabra. Yeah, gabra. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like when when things start to escalate as the final stretch, that's when you gabra. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or you get caught doing something. Oh, yes. you, gabra, you weren't man. prepared to be. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good feeling. Yeah, so it's always sudden and it's always like, at the borders of panic, right? It's already touching panic hmm, already. Right. But you can hopefully come back down to nervousness, hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if th- that switch is that big of a deal, actually. Once you dagabra, if you become nervous even, it's still yeah. overpowering most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So so you you actually have... have um, you're basically already about to encounter the mishap. Yes, right? yes. And in that moment, just before you gabra, sometimes you bail, sometimes you get out clean. Right. Yes, yes. Right. But in some instances, you you fail. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. <laughs> and typically, you've sort of already failed. I don't know, because that's why gabra. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're halfway. Yeah. yeah, right? Because you, you, you can only foresee failure at that point. If you know that you're going to succeed, then why would you gab- yeah. be gabra in yeah. the first place? Yeah, but yeah. There, there are some people who are like that, right? They gabra over everything yes. even though they know yes. they are... <laughs> ah, yeah. Even though they know they can do it, but the gabraness is is just natural sometimes. The only other thing too is that I feel that gabra is a more common part of our vocabulary than gamuro. Hmm. I rarely hear it mm-hmm. used, Gamuro. But Gabra, you hear it yeah. quite often. Yeah. Like. Also, the late Yasmin Ahmad used the word Gubra, I think, which is an mm. alternative oh, really? okay. to Gabra. Okay. Yep. I don't know. Does that mean the same? Alternative, does that mean a different I, thing? I or? think, or maybe um, she was intending it to remind the audience of that word Gabra. I, I'm just not sure if Gubra is an actual word or maybe it's just a variation that she made up mm. oh really to kind of but she didn't mention it um, specifically that because it could also mean gabra mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so she did mention that nice alright well that's all the time we have for today any concluding thoughts based on this exercise this translation experience before we wrap up I feel like Malay terms sometimes can mean so many things yeah and that's the beauty of it sometimes in, in discussing this we come to other terms that also mean the same thing, but right. slightly differently, right? And the thing about language, I feel, and I was just discussing this with producer Hanif, uh, we learn it, we we speak it, but we don't necessarily know if it's the right way to use it, but we always use it the right way. Yeah. Right. I, I think it comes to life most when it's informal. And that's why I like the language, you know, yeah. like, because... Nachakap basabaku or schema, it's so not us in a way. It's right. almost like we have to be like only using it for certain occasions, you know, mm-hmm. or right. when we have to. But for the most part, we just like it very chill mm-hmm. and simple and just, mm-hmm. you know, fluid like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought it's such a fluid language in that sense. There a lot of, I'm just going to like bring up this one word. My dad said that during his time in 1970s, people would always say that, aku cakap masjid ni. That means that 
Whoa. Well, this is real. Like, I'm not lying. Like, check out my state. Like, we no longer hear that in yeah. 1990s. You yes. know, like, it's like, but at the same time, the moment you say check out my then people from the 70s and 80s, yes, I totally understand you. And then, okay, you, right, you mean like right. you're being serious right now. Oh, wow. So I just thought that, like, you know, that fluidity also probably reflects certain community and certain class. And it's just like, it's so, it's so interesting. Um, yeah. If you look at things from that perspective, yeah, and I we we pick up these words sometimes without really knowing what it means, but we use it in context, exactly. And then yeah, it just start, works. Yeah, it works. That was me and Rangi. I just using. I rarely knew what actually it meant. No, but now you've clarified it for me. It makes sense. <laughs> One of the words from last episode that captures this is the word layan. Where you could have like re- it could be really deeply involved like layan feeling, <laughs> or it could just be very casual like layan orang layan yeah. layan maci. And I also, you know? <laughs> I also have, I have a thing to add to that. Uh, for me, layan also means you're into something. Yes. yes. Like you know, yeah. layan juga ah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> layan juga ah. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know. I'm, yeah. So it could be very casual, very chill, very intense. Mm-hmm. You're very in the moment. Like basically, use right. it however you want. <laughs> right. Layan basically. Yeah. 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 And you can layan the word and li- layan the feeling. Of layaning, <laughs> anywhere you want. So, but uh, let's do another round of this. You know, we collect uh, words, and one of the words that we tried today, Prasan, was suggested by a listener. So, listeners, if you feel like contributing or suggesting words that you kind of want us to think through, just email the show bfmnightschoolgmail.com. Look us up on Facebook too. Just type BFM Night School on the search space, or download our app, the Apple App Store. And uh, again, I want to thank our guests, uh, Rahma and Ali, for sharing your insights and observations. And we'll be back again, hopefully, to do this as a monthly thing, the trying game as an exercise where we just come to appreciate a language in light of our, you know, everyday use of it. So I'm Ahmad Fat Rahma, and this is Night School on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.